Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. It's called the straw suck because you want to think of the man's dick as a straw. And your mouth provides this sucking action. So it's like you're literally trying to suck the cum out of it. This is my thing. It's like, I don't want to give a shitty blowjob. I just don't. Right. It's a personal, it's a pride thing for me. With the spin cycles technique specifically, the wetter the dick is, the better because it really just helps you glide with your mouth and glide with your hand. I think that's what makes you a good lover is that you have, you're innovative, you're putting thought into it. You're actually coming to it with like, hey, I thought about this all day and this is what I'm gonna do to you. Welcome back, everybody, to episode number two, where I have Hadusa, our master oralist. Hello. Yes. Welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. And what I want to do, guys, first is just kind of go back. I'm going to jump back just over a few things in case you missed number one. I highly recommend you listen to number one. There's lots of good stuff in there. You don't want to skip it. They're, They're meant to be listened to in sequence. But I know sometimes everybody kind of jumps in at different intervals. So I want to recap just a couple things we went over in the first episode that I felt were really pertinent. And that was kind of the first thing was just kind of what inspired you to write these books. Perfect. Yes. So Layla, thank you again so much for having me on. I super appreciate it. Now, when it comes to my inspiration, there are actually three different parts that have actually inspired me. So I would say the first one is my long-term partner of almost nine years. That's the first thing. The second one is my personal journey engaging within the art form over the nine years. And then the third is the need that I saw to set and raise the current standard within this art form. So I'm just going to like go through each of them very very lightly, okay? Now, the first one, as I mentioned in the first interview, my partner of almost nine years is the one that really awakened and ignited this gift within me from the first time we engaged with one another. The first time we did it, my innate talent for this art form was just initiated and just really continued to express itself through my different experiences and engaging with him. Now, I also want to clarify what I mean when I say that this is an art form. I know I didn't really touch on that last time. So when I say art form, think of other mediums that are considered to be artistic or creative. Things like making music, visual arts, dancing, being a fashion model or a brand ambassador even, just to name a few. Within each of these mediums, different experiences are created through engaging with them. And I see dick sucking in the same light, honestly. So, you know, as a painter, for example, think of it like having a blank canvas in front of you, right? And you're able to paint whatever you want, however you want to do it. Yes, you may use the same colors, the same paintbrushes, the same painting techniques like you have with other paintings. However, by tapping into your imagination, your creative, and even your sexual energy that really backs the creative energy, you're really able to just use the same materials and create something new and different each and every time. Now, my personal journey, Layla, was the spark that actually inspired me to write the books themselves. My partner and I really looked at engaging within this art form as a career of sorts, even before I went public as Hedusa. We would do this anytime, any place we could, always creating new experiences, analyzing my skills, which is super important. The analysis of it, I would say that's really what like took me over to the edge and always aiming to grow, progress, and become more skilled in following subsequent sessions. And I really saw my journey as a way to challenge myself to become better each and every time. And I would say that, honestly, Layla, we were really lightweight obsessed with it. But all of the experiences, all of the analysis, all of the growth has really allowed me to not only go through and internalize my journey, but also turn this art form into a science and make it into a blueprint where I have been able to create my own techniques as well as master techniques that, you know, you see commonly in multiple places that other people do. And I've really just been able to combine and assemble them all together, which has given me the ability to perform them in new and effective ways each time that I'm engaging in a dick sucking session. Now, the third piece 
the last piece is that I just really saw a need to raise and set current standard within this art form. Now, at the beginning of me deciding to share Hedusa with the world, it was actually on December 29th, 2019. I got on NSFW Twitter and I just saw that not only was there not an established standard for dick sucking or any education or teaching aspects to it, it was honestly just a free for all. Like, there was no direction. There was no educational pieces to it. And people were just doing whatever they wanted to do, however they wanted to do it. And the different techniques that they did perform, they didn't have any names or definitions or anything to it. Now, I do want to point out that there are some outliers to this statement that I just made, but they are very rare and they're far and few and in between, right? And even so, they still just touch to and spoke to the entertainment aspect of it instead of incorporating that education and teaching part of establishing different names or vocabulary terms of different techniques and movements. That was just non-existent. So with all this being said, I just really saw a need and decided to fill it through sharing my acquired knowledge and wisdom of my own personal journey and experiences. I then named the different techniques I had created as well as other techniques that I saw multiple people consistently doing. Now with both of these aspects, combined together and writing volume one and volume two of the official blowjob handbook series. That's when I just really, really took off. And then I also added the tutorials to it as well, the video tutorials. Yeah. And I've seen those and they're great. So, you know what? Another thing I found really interesting is in your book, you mentioned that women really don't advise other women how to do it. And so what do you think that is? Honestly, Layla, I think it has to do with a lack of what to say and how to say it. Since there really aren't many books or tutorials available that are written from a holistic perspective, including the mind, the body, and the spirit, the educational materials, like books or videos that are available, mainly focus on what to physically do, which from our conversation in the first interview is a surface level place to start when approaching this art form, in my opinion. So since the physical action of sucking dick is the main focus of the collective, though, we're just going to focus on that aspect for right now. Now, even with only focusing on the physicality of sucking dick, some women don't know what to do. And even if they do know what to do, and they know some techniques, they know different finish moves and whatnot. They don't know how to explain it to others in a way where others can understand it and actually do it and replicate it. So this is where Hedusa Divine comes in with writing volume one and volume two of the official blowjob handbook series. How I've really set myself apart is not only do I give you the physical aspects of sucking dick, I urge you to dig deeper within yourself and think about how your mind and your spirit perceive the physical action of sucking dick. Once you transcend your mind and embrace the spiritual aspects, you are then able to physically suck dick from a deeper understanding, deeper embodiment, and are able to flow through and with the art form instead of mechanically going through the motions in a robotic type of way. I really just call it, I call it the and one and two and three and four. Like, you know how dance instructors count you off like five, six, Six, seven, seven, eight. eight. No, you don't want to do that when sucking dick. It's just too unnatural. It's like too mechanical and it takes all the life out of it for the giver and the receiver. So Layla, really in writing the official blowjob handbook series, I just realized that some people operate best by reading, some operate best by and through visualizations and others use a combo of both. So I just wanted to cover all of the bases so that not only are vocabulary terms and names put to different techniques, I'm also visually demonstrating the different parts and movements of the techniques so that you're able to see them being performed at different angles and speeds in my video tutorials. And that's perfect. You're right, because people are different. They learn differently, but not to mention there's a whole mental side that goes along with this stuff. You're hitting all the points. And I think that it's also important because I know that my male listener audience might be kind of like going, well, what? They're really thinking about just the physical act and not some exactly understanding where a woman, what her point of view is and where she comes from and that we have to be mentally into it. So your handbooks and along with your videos are going to help a lot of couples, I believe, because, you know, the guys now he's going to kind of understand it. Well, okay, this is where she's coming from. It doesn't matter whether if he's not wired like that, but if he understands where she's coming from, then he can also help her and be a little more understanding about how to kind of finesse this and get everything going in the right direction. Right. 
Yes. Okay. So what about porn? I think a lot of, I mean, we all watch porn. I love porn. You know, you watch it. Uh, do you think this is a good way to learn? Yeah, I love porn. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, do you feel me? My big complaint about porn sometimes is every time you want to watch it, you can't find the right thing to watch. Do you ever find that? No. You oh. start watching, you're like, nope, not that. Okay, let me start. No. <laughs> nope, not that. And you're just like, I should, I could have fucking come already. Like, what am I? Right. So my complaint against porn is bad porn, not satisfying porn. But that's a whole nother subject. But so do you feel that the porn is a good way for women to learn this stuff? Why or why not? I think that porn is good for the experience and visual aspects of it, but it still only addresses the physical part of sucking dick and it's really entertainment focused. That's currently where it begins and ends. You're like, I'm entertained. Are you entertaining me? Like, that's pretty much just the end all be all. So also, at least for me, like not knowing the different names or the terms of the techniques that people are performing makes porn just limiting in a way. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really allow me to connect with the art form as deeply as I know I can. Just from my perspective, you know, just because I have that educational, that teaching, that sharing point of view. And I know I mentioned this previously in the first interview, but still do study and still do analyze other talented people that make dick sucking videos. But I realized in my journey, I was really searching for and just needed more. And I just wanted to create an, that alternative way to engage with the art of sucking dick. And I took it upon myself to do just that. Yeah. You know, I didn't see it being fulfilled. So you see something, you do it. You feel me? Right. And so even though a big part of engaging in this art form is the entertainment value that porn provides, I just wanted to, you know, go the educational route to be able to create terms and name techniques that everyone does but don't have names for them. Introduce a deep deeper way to really connect with the art form through the mind and the spirit, as well as set and organize a standard for what great head actually is and what it isn't. Like we need that separation on this side, on that side. Yeah. So my goal is to really raise the vibration of how people engage with the art form, make them analyze themselves, make them think, make them process the different levels of dick sucking, how to approach it. Through the eBooks and the tutorials that are in the official blowjob handbook series, people are really able to do that and have access to learn, to apply and to perform the information that I provide in their own way that makes them feel the most empowered. Yeah. I'm all about empowerment, like I said last time, right? And by doing this, you're really able to build trust within yourself to effectively engage with this art form, grow throughout your journey because it is a process, it is a journey, and then walk the path of becoming your own version of a master oralist. Yeah. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I'm so sad it has to end. Are you craving more content with me? Don't worry, I've got you covered. Go even deeper with me on my private podcast. You get four additional episodes a month published every Friday, revealing outtakes from my super private personal audio journal, things said after the show but when I'm still recording, the inside scoop on who's been naughty and who's been naughtier, bombshells I've kept to myself this whole entire time, things I can only talk about with a more intimate group of listeners, and additional surprise bonus content so hot it makes even me blush. So when you finish this episode and you're still craving more, please allow me to satiate you. Just head over to thecuriousgirldiaries.com and click on exclusive or click on the link in the show notes. All right, on with the show. Yeah, cool. Let's see. So your book talks about, well, we kind of, yeah, I think you kind of just hit a lot of that. So I was about ready to ask, you're just, just really about, I guess, the mental state. Mm -hmm. Bottom line, you recommend that someone gets into just the right headspace before they start doing this. I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. You're going to, I think, just deliver a better product. I mean, you know, you're really going to be, because it's not obligatory. It's something that you're in the mood to do and that you're super focused on. Right. I think you just really kind of summarized that just a few minutes ago. And I don't think I have to probably go over that question again, but so let's just, 
let's skip ahead here. Let's get into, you have, according to your book, kind of like you've got your five favorite moves and you love to see how someone should embrace their personal top three. So I'm wondering what if you're new to this and you don't feel very confident and you actually don't know what your top three are. How do you come up with your top three? Give just a complete ground zero newbie some suggestions. Perfect. Yes. So the first step that I'm going to continue to drive home, Layla, is to really just get into that headspace, that head game, and just be balanced within your overall mental state when engaging with the art form. It's so important. Like, I can't drive this home enough. It's very, very important to start with this, first and foremost, before even thinking about doing anything physical. And there are different suggestions that I give in Volume 1, which we covered in the first interview. And some of my favorites that I mentioned in that episode are just getting out of your own way, concentrating on your man's dick and being precise just to name a few but all of those are fully explained in volume one now the next step for a complete newbie is to purchase both volume one and volume two of the official blowjob handbook series so really in my first volume just as like a super quick synopsis it's titled the mind the body the spirit and i generally relate dick sucking to each component Mm -hmm. and establish and set the scene for subsequent volumes to come then in volume two we dive a little deeper it's titled my exclusive dick sucking techniques and mind-blowing finishing moves where i dive into the body component of actually physically sucking dick Now, the second volume is really able to speak to people who are at all different levels, from beginner, total novice, to advanced. You know, some people have no idea where to start, like you said, and some people are skilled, but would just like to mix it up a bit. So as you previously mentioned, there are five dick sucking techniques and three finishing moves. So there's a total of eight techniques altogether. And the techniques and the finishing moves are broken down into different parts and different movements. And amongst the different parts and movements, you're able to choose and select the different facts and components that you actually want to include. So what I've really done is create those different choices for you to select from, and it's on you to combine everything the way that you want, which then creates your own unique dick-sucking experiences. So you really want to think of it like it's like a build-your-own system. So you know how you go to Chipotle, you go to Subway, all that. Build-a-bear. Oh, I love Build-a-bear. Yeah, (laughs) Build-a-bear. You're just really, you know, able to choose the different toppings, the different components Mm -hmm. to your meal or to your bear, building your bear. But that is what I've done in volume two with the breakdown of the different dick sucking techniques and finishing moves. And I've not only written the details and laid the path for you you actually have full autonomy on how you want to apply the details and the way that resonates best with you for starting your journey and becoming your own version of a master oralist. So I simply provide the knowledge and the information in the eBooks and demonstrate those different techniques and finishing moves in my video tutorials. Once you read the book and watch the tutorials, it's now your time to shine. You remember the saying though, that like, practice makes perfect, or some people say perfect practice makes perfect. Mm -hmm. So that saying is totally applied to the art of sucking dick. So in order for you to choose three techniques to become your go-to moves, I really suggest to try out the ones from volume one and volume two that you want to try out. Choose the ones that actually resonate with you though. Like just don't do it because it's like, well, Hadusa said to do it. Like just if you don't like something or if you need to continue to work on something, just do that. It's a process. And just keep in mind, you're the one who's in control when it comes to the overall experience. You're the one that's actually sucking the dick, but you actually have to practice and do it. Like you have to put in that work so that when it's actually time to for game time you can get into the zone okay yeah exactly and as far as like different supplies and stuff i know last time i mentioned cucumber that's what i like to use it's cheap it's kinky all that good stuff or if you have a dildo that works too there you go right so i know you have your favorite top five moves can you pick three and then let's go through each one just Mm -hmm. you know kind of giving the high points of what you're recommending. So I want to say, first and foremost, that the way that I've broken down the dick sucking techniques and finishing moves in volume two is 
extremely detailed. Like it's so detailed. There's no way that you can read it and be like, oh, I have, I still have no idea what to do because there's just so many details. But some of the components that are included in volume two are things like temperature, speed, neck action, using your hand or hands, your breathing, just to name a few. So these are a few of the aspects that I include in the breakdown of the dick sucking techniques and the finishing moves that are all included in volume two of the official blowjob handbook series. Now, Layla, I did want to ask you, do you want me to actually demonstrate them or do you just want me to talk? (laughs) Let's do this. Why don't you... Yes, I want both. Okay. Yeah. So I do have a dildo here. Oh my God, this is awesome. So which move are we going to start with first? So the first one that I really love personally is called the straw suck. And just, I love that one. It's so like, it's like all of your power is in your breath and it's like all over the dick. I love it. So just to describe it briefly, it's called the straw suck because you want to think of the man's dick as a straw and your mouth provides this sucking action. So it's like, you're literally trying to suck the cum out of it Mm -hmm. when you do this, right? Yes. Yes. So, you know, like I said in the book, there's different aspects that are included. And I also demonstrate it in my video tutorials. One of the things I do want to highlight about this move is the temperature. So when you go down, you're breathing out. So it's causing like a warm sensation. And then when you come back up, you're breathing in and it's causing that cold or cool sensation. So it's kind of like an icy hot effect. So... I love that. I remember this and I was like, okay, this is one of the ones I was like, I never thought of that. So, right. (laughs) You picked this one. Yes. Yes. Right. So, I'll just do it briefly. I'm not going to get too into it or whatever. But so, this one is called the straw suck. So, you go, you breathe out. And then you breathe in. So, it's like you don't have to go that deep on it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I sound like a dragon, yeah. but you just like go down and breathe out. And then when you come up, you breathe in at the same time, right? You just want like a comfortable position for your mouth, especially if you're newer. You don't want to really nick the dick. I mean, I know some people, it's a very minority amount of people though, like teeth when sucking dick, but that's not me. That's not in my experience. So you just want like a relaxed position for your jaw and you just want to be able to go as deep as you want to. Yeah. I don't know if we covered like deep throating and all that stuff, but the object of sucking dick isn't just to deep throat it. It's really not. If you can't do it, there's still other ways that you can still be a master oralist and not necessarily deep throat it all the way balls deep and it's all the way down your neck. Like you don't have to do it like that. It's hard to It is for some people. And, you know, some people don't have a gag reflex and then they teach other people and they're like, see, and it just goes all the way down. And you're like, yeah, you don't have a gag reflex. But if you have that gag reflex, it's kind of like going to the gym. So when you put the tip of the dick back in the back of your throat, you have to like build up a tolerance to it and then you're able to continue forward. But it's like if you just shove it back there, there's a lot of stuff that can happen that some stuff you don't want to happen, you know, so it's just you have to be gentle with it and it's just understand it's a process. So that's the straw suck that I just meant that I just (laughs) like, yes, I know this. Okay, good. good. I was I really that was one of the ones where I was like, the straw suck. (laughs) Yeah, it's like you're literally sucking the cum out of it. Like, that could be a finishing move. It could be. But honestly, I use it, like, I use it at the beginning, and then I use it... Because I think of dick sucking, like, in waves, right? So, like, I'm trying to get him high, and then I go back, and I bring it down, and then I get... So... With that wave type of motion, I'll just use this as like the top of the wave. And then I'll switch back up to something else. So you're kind of edging him? Edging him. Edging him. Okay. Exactly. That's the right term. Exactly. Perfect. I can't wait. Number two move. (laughs) The number two, I call it bobbing for dick. I love... bobbing for dick yes okay. it's honestly it's a spinoff of like bobbing for apples that little that game we used to play yeah and you're really moving your neck and head up and down on the dick like in a hammering or like a bobbing motion <laughs> this one is good for like the physical aspect of it like it looks good yeah. you know the straw suck looks good too but this one it's like wow like yeah. she's actually going up and down she's not scratching the hell out my dick okay. like this looks really good so <laughs> 
But yeah, I would say this one, the wideness of your jaw is important with this one, just because you don't want to scratch the dick. You really don't, especially when you're just like, you know, bobbing up and down. And I would say your breath is good as well. Obviously, you don't want to pass out from sucking dick and you don't want to hold your breath. So just really having that rhythm, that comfortable rhythm. It's kind of like when you work out, it's like you're not going to hold your breath and hold your breath and hold your breath. You have to find a way to breathe through the strenuous workout. So that's kind of like the same thing with sucking dick. Let me see. I have the book pulled up now. So I'm just going through the different things that I want to highlight. The sound. There's not really a sound to it. You can't, there's not a sound to it like the straw suck necessarily, but you can still make those like gagging, like gurgling that all all sound like that. But yeah, I'm just going to get into demonstrating it. So pretty much just going to hold it like this and then you just bob. Uh So it's like that. Like I said before, you don't necessarily have to go all the way down, but you can. And then come back up. You can do that. But if you're a novice, then... Are you using any pressure with your tongue to... What's going on internally when you're doing that? Like, what? where's the... Got you. The tongue is relaxed. Really, it's about tucking your lips underneath your teeth and, like, massaging the dick. Like... Okay, I got it. Yep. And then if you're able to have it touch the back of your throat, massaging the tip of the dick Mm -hmm. with the back of your throat. Okay. Yes. But this one's honestly, it's more show. It looks good. It feels good when you can like get deeper on it. But it's just like, wow. Like, you know, I would say this one is kind of like maybe medium in the wave. So it's not like the high point. It's Mm -hmm. maybe when I'm coming back down to the lower and then going back up, I would say. Use that one. And now the third one. Honestly, this one, everybody does this one. I've seen some people call it the washing machine technique. I call it the spin cycle because it's like the spin cycle in a washing machine, like your head is on a swivel pretty much. And when you move your neck and head in that circular motion, you can either go clockwise, you can go counterclockwise, totally around the dick, like you're in a washing machine and you're spinning around. Yeah. So I would say with this one, I would say the position with this one, and I'm going to cover the positions like later on more in depth, but I would say the position with this one is important because you want to be able to have that full range of motion and really just go around. It's not necessarily about, and we can cover the speed, it's not necessarily about going all the way fast, but really just covering it 360 or as close to 360 as you can get it. I would also say another one with this one that I want to highlight is the lubrication of it. You want it to be on the wetter side. It doesn't have to be a puddle. Like there are varying levels to sloppy head, which I don't think we've covered. It's on my mind. It's on my mind. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. My person, my partner, he loves it like as sloppy as possible. Like we'll have like five towels and they'll all be soaking wet. But some people don't like sloppy heads. Some people are, I don't want to say germaphobes, but some people are more conservative when it comes to, and you can't do it sloppily all the freaking time. So it just depends on you and your partner, but this one does work really well with lubrication. So I'm just going to go ahead and demonstrate it. I'll do it from the side just so you can see. So you just go around mm-hmm. in a circle okay <laughs> i love it yeah. yeah so you just like go around or you can obviously do it from the front right quick okay. yeah but really the point is you want your neck to be loose okay you want it to be loose with that one okay. so so honestly, like the next step, I'm like, oh, that's new to me too. I'm like, yes, I can. <laughs> this is why <laughs> why I love when I read your stuff. I'm like, shit, I never thought of this stuff. Like, it's great. Yeah. Those aspects are super important. And like, I just, fr- coming from the educational aspect, I was like, what would I want included in informational handbook or informational tool to teach me about the different nuances, the different levels? Because it's not just a one and done type of thing. And that's kind of where the porn thing comes in. It's like, it's just super like, I don't want to say surface level, but it's just super just one level. There's no really like layers to it. And I just wanted to present those layers that intuitively we know are there, but they've never really been highlighted before. Yeah. Well, also too, I mean, just, I think sometimes people kind of forget this is that those people are acting. 
True. Or, I mean, there are amateurs well, that do it. Right. If you're watching amateur porn, but I'm talking about just, you know, the generic, straight, like vivid, you know, that, right. picture, you know, you go and you watch that stuff. Those people are performing, right? They're not, they take a break and it's like, okay, now we're going to go into this scene. Right. <laughs> it's, not, it's not contiguous the way we normally, us normal people have sex. <laughs> right. And I do want to highlight that like some guys expect the person that they're engaging with to be a porn star. And I don't want to, I don't want to crush your bubble or pop your bubble or whatnot, but like, that's not realistic. So for all the guys out there that are like, well, I saw this porn star on. Yes, they are performing. Yes, they are acting. They probably did like five takes, you know, but actually (laughs) when you're actually in it, it's not going to always be like that. Right. That's editing. That's multiple scenes. Yeah. I mean, they get paid for that. That's fine. And exactly. Yeah, and, and that provides a service. I like watching it. I don't have a problem with it. Um, but I think it's important that women especially know if they're looking to get educated on this, that in my opinion, I don't know that porn would be the best way. Watching your favorite TV show or watching your favorite movie, it's not like you're going to go and be one of the actors in it. Right. It's not like you're actually going to jump in the screen. Yeah. You know, so it's like... You can just take it for what it is. But if you want to do that deep diving, go the educational route, go to Hedusa, you know, and not only, like I said, do I have the books, volume one and two, I also have the video tutorials. So I cover all of the bases. That's right. And then if someone even wants to go even further, then you also have, you offer one-on-one, right? Or I do. I do offer like education sessions. Yes. Education sessions where you can actually help somebody, critique them, walk them through it or guide them get them doing it the right way, you know, so that exactly get over the hump with it, which is great. I mean, I love that. Like, it's not just the books and the videos. There's actually, you know, once somebody's, if they're really serious about it, resources for them to tap into with you and be able to really master this skill, because this is my thing. It's like, I don't want to give a shitty blowjob. I just don't. It's a pride thing for me. You know, know, I've always felt that way about it. Like I can't go down like that, you know? (laughs) Right have that on my record. No, that would be awesome. right. Part of it, you know, it's like, but I also care about like, if I'm going to do it, I don't just do it just to do it. You know, it's not for sport for me, but if I'm right, I want it to be good. I mean, why would you not? So I think that this is going to help just people get know what's out there that, you know, they can actually get better at this because quite frankly, you know, before I came across you, I was like, I don't know where I go to get that information. I didn't know either, Layla. I had no idea. And that's why you saw a need and you created, well, people need to know this information. And you created these products, these books, the videos, and then also, I guess I'd call it the coaching or whatever. Right. Like consultation, coaching. Yes. Okay. My next question is, obviously, when you're giving head, it's not always just your mouth that can be utilized. What are some of your favorite techniques that incorporate different parts of the body? Outside of your mouth alone, there are obviously other body parts that I utilize myself and talk yeah. about using in the ebooks. Mm-hmm. Some of them are your hands, either one or both of them, your neck, like I just demonstrated yeah, with that uh, spin cycle, and then your eyes. I love the eyes part because it's like you don't really think about that. You don't. But then once you mention it, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. So, All of the techniques I did just describe and just demonstrated, they're perfect in incorporating all of these body parts. So what I'll do is I'll pair one of the three body parts to the different routine and why it's my favorite for that specific routine. So let's start with that straw suck. I love the straw suck, by the way, Layla. And (laughs) yes, I love it. It's so passionate. It's like I'm like putting all my... Okay. You're in it. So yes, I'm in it to win it. I am. I am. And with the straw suck, I choose the eyes with that technique. Since you're sucking up and down the dick literally like a straw, the actual speed is usually done on a slower tempo, a slower pace, Mm -hmm. which gives you the chance to use your eyes to stare into the receiver's eyes of that, just that passionate look that, yes, Mm -hmm. I am owning this, that look. And it just makes the experience more passionate, more intimate, hotter, steamier. I love it. 
So with that one, I would say the eyes. The next technique is the bobbing for dick one, which is the bobbing for apples. And with this one, I choose the neck actually, because as I previously mentioned, this technique is that bobbing for apples. Now, when you bob for the apples though, yes, you catch the apple with your mouth, but you also have to have your neck angled the right way, as well as a good amount of leverage in your neck in order for your mouth to actually be effective. Yeah. Like your neck comes before the mouth. So now with doing this technique, yeah. On the dick, think of the movement of your neck like a hammer going up and down and you're consistently using just enough softness, yet a good amount of pressure to still go up and down the dick and let it slide out your mouth. So it's kind of like a jackhammer, yeah. but you're not like pounding it because that doesn't yeah. feel good. I don't think so. But, you know, just having that, yeah. that <laughs> torque is that. Yeah. yeah, we're both just, I know. <laughs> just like rocking back and forth. Like, yeah. Yes, my head is, I'm following you. <laughs> yeah, so really, I'm like, that's hilarious, but yeah, so really just with that, just having that looseness in your neck. And then the last one that I, demonstrated the spin cycle, the washing machine one. I'm going to cheat with this one because I'm going to choose two. I couldn't decide. So with this one, the neck, and then you can use both of your hands or you can just use one of your hands. And this technique is one of the classics that is a go-to move for so many of us. Like when I got on NSFW Twitter, so many people were doing this one. And I was just like, what is a term that I can actually call this where everybody's like, oh yeah, okay. And I would say the neck is important because the more nimble or the more flexible that your neck actually is, the better you're able to effectively perform the technique and get that 360 degree motion around the dick. And I would say for this one, if you have a tight neck or a stiff neck, you know, just do some circles and just loosen it up. Do some shoulder rolls, you know, <laughs> like you're about to do. <laughs> So just like be loose. That's just the point. You want to be relaxed. You want to be loose because it's like if you go one way and you're like my neck, uh, I can't. You don't. You don't want that to happen. So now when it comes to your hands, using one, using both. I like to use two. I don't know if you know the porn star Superhead. She came up with this technique and she uses the two hands and it's like you're twisting it. And then it's like with that, I love using hands, by the way, because it's like you don't necessarily have to have as much dick in your mouth. Yeah. You have it mainly in your hands. So if your mouth is getting tired, it's a long session or a longer session and you're like, man, like, whew, I'm tired. You can just supplement with your hands. But I don't necessarily always use two hands. I would say more so just using one hand, starting off with that one and then switching, you know, just to give it like a different newness to that technique that you're doing. And I would say when it comes to using your hands, you don't have, like I said, you don't have to go as deep on the dick and it just gives it that different stimulation because by using your hands, it's a different feeling than just with your mouth alone. And with the spin cycle technique specifically, the wetter the dick is, the better because it really just helps you glide with your mouth and glide with your hands. Yeah, this is awesome. Okay, so what are the most common mistakes to avoid in giving head? Yes, I love this question. And the first one I want to say is that headspace. Getting into the right headspace, okay. that mental space, I know it's not highlighted enough, Layla, so I'm going to keep on saying it over and over and over again. It's so important to be in that mental space because you want to effectively and authentically suck dick. You don't want to suck it like that robotic type of thing. You just want it to really be just authentic, like I said. And that's just not being in the right headspace is a huge mistake. And I believe at the point that you're not in the right headspace, you just shouldn't do it. Just be like, hey, you know, I just need time right now or let me go get prepared or something so you can just really get into that space. Now, as far as like the physical sucking goes, I'd say doing the same technique for a period of time during the session can actually feel good at first. But if that one specific technique is done for too long, it can actually desensitize the dick, making it numb, which can lead to him either becoming unfocused, 
during the session or even worse, him not being able to climax or finish from that head alone. And I'd really say experimenting with and performing the different techniques from volume two of the official blowjob handbook series, being able to effortlessly transition from one technique to another is important. And some people, the follow-up question I usually get is, well, how do I know when to switch? How do I know when it's the time to actually do that? And the best way that I can really answer that is for you to just be in flow, not only with yourself, but with the person's dick that you're sucking as well. If he looks like he's falling asleep, Layla, or if he looks super disinterested, then it's time to switch it up versus when he's making those different, I call them like blissful faces. He's making those different sounds Mm -hmm. or he's squirming around like, you're like, stay still. I know it feels so good. Then you know you can stay with that technique for some time. Just keep in mind that since it's your experience that you're creating, you're actually in control of it. And it's your duty to make it that one of a kind experience each and every session that you do. So it's kind of like an intuitive type of thing. You have to be, you have to be really aware and in tune with not only yourself, but with the dick that you're sucking. And I would say also to build on that point I just made, another common mistake I'd say is doing the same thing over and over again in the same positions from session to session to the point where all of the excitement All of the thrill is just sucked out of the experience. You don't want it to get to the point where he's timing you on how long you're going to do a specific technique and he knows what's coming next. That's like super freaking boring. You know what I'm saying? So add some variety to the different dick sucking techniques. One of the aspects I speak about in volume two outside of the techniques and finishing moves themselves are actually different positions, which I touched on when I was demonstrating. There are different positions that you can experiment with to just mix everything up. So one of them is called like, well, it's not called a specific thing, but it's like with him standing and you kneeling. So that's an option. Him sitting in a chair, you in front of him on your knees, him laying down, you in front of him between his legs, laying side by side, just to name a few, but there are more in volume two. So that positioning is important as well. And then also, I did touch on this beforehand, but also those different nuances that you can add to the dick sucking techniques and finishing moves, like changing up the temperature, using or not using your hands, the eye contact, the level of the depth that you have, the wetness. These all can be adjusted within each technique that you do each and every time you suck dick. So yes, at the end of the day, technically they are the same techniques. However, the execution of them are different each and every time. So it adds that variety to it. Right, because you can be at just a slightly different angle using the same technique and you're going to get a different result. Exactly. So the positioning that you're talking about is important. And also, I think if we just kind of reverse it and think about when a guy just does the same thing every time over and over and you're like, when is he going to be done? Like, I can't right now. The next thing, the main event or whatever's coming. All right. And that's, so it's not a put down. It's just, it's the way it is. People get bored with monotony. And they so we're, if you really want to be good at doing this, and I assume everybody listening does, you know, then you have to kind of give it some thought. I think a lot of times people should maybe shy away from wanting to have kind of like a playbook, but I think that's what makes you a good lover is that you have, you're innovative, you're putting thought into it. You're actually coming to it with like, Hey, I thought about this all day and this is what I'm going to do to you. You're in for something, you know, you're in for a treat. I'm putting it mildly, but I love when I'm with someone that every time I'm with them, like, I never know what he's going to do. It's like different every time it's hot. I just want to, you know, I want to say like, people were like, Oh, I don't want to, I know people might get squeamish about thinking, well, I'm preparing or I'm, it feels forced. It's not, it's that you put so much thought into how you're going to please your partner and that you want it to be different every time. And you want to just keep them on, on the edge, really on his toes. Right. And it helps you build your own confidence up because you trust yourself more. So when you trust yourself more, that develops more empowerment, more personal power, and that spreads to other aspects of your life. So it's not necessarily just about you're doing this job and you're trying to perfect it. And I wouldn't want to say perfect it, but you're trying to become a master at it. It's more of a natural type of thing. It's not like you have to do it on Tuesday at 3 p.m. And then you got not like you have to schedule like that. When you feel inspired to do it, when you feel inspired to practice, when you feel inspired to just work on different things, then just do it. 
Like, you're going to know whether you're inspired or not. I can only, like, the horse to the water type of thing I talked about last time. I can give you all the options, but you actually have to do it. If you don't want to do it, you're, like, not going to do it. And that's fine. But it's, like, how I've written my materials is it's, like, it's for the people with the eyes to see and the ears to hear and the people that have that fervor to actually want to do this, to master it, and to just become an overall type of just like, a, I don't want to say satisfactory, satisfactory, but just like, I don't really know how to explain it. Like that power that we were talking about last time, it's like that you can't really explain that feeling, but when you reach it or when you hone it, you just have it. Yeah. It's inside, it's intuitive. And no one can take that away from you. No one can. And only you can give it to yourself. It's, I think it's the confidence in knowing that every time you're with your partner or someone else that when it comes to that, you've got that, like you're going to rock his world. And for women that if every woman had that and felt like that, when they went into a sexual experience with someone, I think they'd be a thousand percent more willing <laughs> to do Right. You know, cause it's like, Oh baby, I got this. Dude, you just sit back right. you're in for a treat. Right. You're in for an experience. This is right. you don't get very often, you know, because I right. know I'm good and someone like me is few and far between. So it really, builds, yeah, it builds yeah. your, you know, it builds a woman's confidence or a man's. I mean, I always say women because I'm just relating to, I'm, I'm a woman, but again, you know, men too, you want to get better at it. It's very empowering to have that. So, you know, one of the things you didn't mention which I'm always worried about. And you've said it, you've said Nick the dick, which I never, I like that term, but teeth. Cause I hear right. from a lot of guys, they get teeth. And I'm like, A, do women not know this? B, and then I start thinking like, well, shit, I hope I don't have, you know, I mean, I'm always <laughs> trying to be careful, right? About my teeth. I'm like, I, I, right. you know, you're not going. <laughs> Razor mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give some just, maybe one or two quick tips on how women can just avoid their teeth getting in the way. Cause you know, it, it happens every once in a while, even I think to the, best it does. Of us, you know, like it'll, you'll right. feel a scrape or something. You go on, oh, he might not even say anything, but you felt it. You're like, Oh shit. Right. <laughs> Did he feel that? Oh no. Is he going to say anything right now? Okay. Let's right. move on from that. <laughs> that didn't happen. No. Yeah. Happen. Right. Didn't say anything. <laughs> Right. I would say there are two main things. I would say that the speed, like some people just go way too fast okay. and you don't have to do it so fast because even in my book, one of the factors, one of the nuances is that speed variation. So you don't want to do everything at the same tempo, super, super fast or super, super slow. You want to have it on those differing speeds because it just, it creates more of the wave type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That effect. So the edging, right. So I would say that the speed is important. Like if you know that this is a technique that you're still working on, you don't want to do it a freaking 100 miles per hour. Like you just, you know, it's kind of like driving a car. Like you're not going to just go from zero to 100 if you've never driven a car before. I mean, some people are, yeah. but hey, we're not, those are the outliers. But anyways, I would say that just going at a speed that's comfortable for you to be able to effectively do and perform the technique. Yeah. Doing that, it, it will help like at least 85% of not using your teeth Okay. Now, another thing that I want to mention is like tucking your lips underneath, tucking them underneath, right? So there are specific moves like with the straw suck that you're like gripping, like there are certain moves that you're gripping the dick like a glove. And when you're gripping the dick like a glove, you want to cover your teeth with your lips. You want to tuck them in. Now there are, but you don't have to have it like that the entire session because that can get uncomfortable for you, right? And it can and become a, numb for you. It's a lot to think about constantly, like, okay, you know, right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Right. But there are different techniques where you don't necessarily have to have them all the way tucked in. Like the bobbing for dick, you don't necessarily always have to have them, yeah. but you do want to be conscientious that you're not just going to go down and like scrape it. I would say the bobbing for dick. I would also say the corkscrew one that I have in my book. I didn't talk about that one, but that one's more of an advanced technique and it works like the back of your throat and you want it, your mouth wide open. You want it to be hinged open. Yeah. So like there are different techniques that don't always require you know cover 
your teeth with your lips. However, when you do those techniques that do require it, do that effectively. Cover them. Okay, so let's get into some of my listener questions. Let's see. Here's one. I've always heard that guys have areas on their penis that are more sensitive than others, like the tip or the underside. Are there certain areas of it to focus on so you can give him more pleasure? Yes. So I actually talk about this area in one of my finishing moves in volume two. We're going to get to that in our third. (laughs) Oh, yes, for sure. So I'm not going to dive deep into it. I'll just leave a little trail. Yeah. Yes. So it's called tip explosion. And it's mainly done around the tip of the cock, whether it's cut or uncut. And I would say a lot of times people mainly focus on the shaft. But when you really focus on that tip, I call it tip care. That's really when they can, you know, you can finish him. It's a finishing move. So I would say some important components I like to highlight about this finishing move are just the lubrication, the wetness of it, the coordination around that area, and just really being able to use your mouth and your hand. Like I'm doing it like this in coordination, like very in a coordinated way, right? So I would say that when it comes to the tip or when it comes to the underside of it, this technique that I just gave a little sprinkle sprinkle about, it really works that frenulum, that the underneath, that part, the raised part that connects the pee hole to the other side (laughs) or the shaft. That's what I'm saying, like the other side. Okay, so yeah, it connects the pee hole Mm -hmm. to the shaft. So that raised part, that's like pretty much the clit of the dick. Mm -hmm. So really just stimulating that, that is a very, very heightened area that a lot of people don't focus on. But in my finishing moves, especially this one in particular, it focuses on that area so that you are able to finish him. But that's all I'm going to give right now. I know Layla said we're going to talk about that next time. That's good. We don't want to, I know, because we were going to get into the finishing moves on the third one. Perfect. Make this guy come. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, This is just somebody just wanted to know this. I know. Mm -hmm. I think because I have an episode on this. Um, Does the master oralist eat ass or what is her position on this? Perfect. I actually get this question Quite a few, quite a few times, like a lot, I would say. And for me, I don't eat ass or include it in what I teach and share about in regard to sucking dick in my blowjob series, in my handbook series. I teach about how to suck the dick, not about rim jobs or anal play. Honestly, Layla, it's just not my thing. And that's okay. Like not everything is for everybody. I would say the ass play, the anal play, prostate play, all that, that has become I won't say more popularized, but it's become more just like common, I would say, in sexually engaging with people. That's just one of the bandwagons I didn't decide to jump on. I just don't do it. And But if it's like, if that's your thing, then I respect it. I'm not going to say, no, you can't do that. You can do whatever you want. Sure. You know, that's just not with me. I just focus on sucking the dick. Like, I don't talk about hand jobs. I don't talk about foot jobs. Yeah. I literally am talking about blow jobs. I'm not talking about rim jobs. Yeah. Literally focus on the dick. You have Very specific. You have defined your leg. Yes. Exactly. Now, I love it. Okay. Do you prefer cut or uncut cock? I would say either or is okay with me. The people I've engaged with, especially my current partner, it's more so on the cut. But I am also, as I mentioned before, last episode, I am a webcam performer. So I have seen uncut cocks. So it's not anything that I'm not used to. But as far as me physically engaging with the dick, all of them have been cut. So I don't really have a preference. I'm not going to like be mad because your dick is uncut. Like... (laughs) I feel like that's super unfair. Like, it's not your fault, necessarily. That's just just what happened there. Your parents made that decision. I've never been with a guy that was uncircumcised. And I haven't either. I'm so curious about it. I am. I'm like, I am. I'm curious about it. Like, what does that feel like? I would say, I mean, their sensation is totally intact because like that part of their skin wasn't cut off. Because when we do circumcise our boys or our men, we're literally ripping off like some of the sensation that they can feel down there. Even if they don't know, if they didn't have that sense or they didn't have the knowledge of that sensation, they're not going to know that it is slightly desensitized. But if it is uncut, then it's like super... All the sensations are still there. All the skin is still there. All the blood, all of the tissues, all that. So it's like even more 
of that sensation presence yeah. is there. But I've never been with anyone with the uncut cock either, I know, I like know. physically. Yeah, I'm totally curious about it. Okay, so how important is ball play while giving head? I think really that ball play is what I like to call a plus one or something that you can add to the experience, but it isn't always required every single time. You know, sometimes if you want to mix it up, you can use your hands to play with the balls or even use your mouth to lick them. But the main thing that I teach about... Now, also, I do want to mention this because some guys are like, oh, I want you to, you know, jostle my balls or toss them or whatever. Right, tug them. But it's like, if you want someone to put their mouth on there, I don't want to lick hairy balls. Like, I just don't want to do that. Like, I really don't. I'm kind of like, I'm very, I don't want to say a germaphobe, but I'm very like, type A, <laughs> if you can't tell. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, I don't really want to lick hairy balls, like but, okay, but getting you know, hair in your mouth. Oh, no, hold on, hold on. Wait, no, but Hadusa, a lot of guys, like, they shave those things clean. Like, it is, they do. They do. But for the guys that don't, this well, is that PSA. That don't. don't make her do that, okay? Because honestly, that could be a scarring experience. Like, you just have all this hair in your mouth oh. and you just, you're pulling it out. Like Gets in your, no, I mean... Because you know, it's the worst thing in the world when you're giving head to get a hair. Because the mucus that builds up, I've noticed, in my mouth when I'm doing this, it's thicker than normal just saliva. And it's like literal, like stuck. like, And then it's like sliding around and you're trying to get it and find it. And then he's like, what's going on? Like, what? I know. You can't get it out. <laughs> it's the worst. Like, man, we're going to have to do part two. Man, I know. Men, please. If you want your woman or any woman to suck your dick like her life depends on it, like she loves it, please manscape. I mean, really. They have tools specifically for it now. Just, so there's no excuse. Yeah, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. Although mm -hmm. I'm going to do a sidebar right now. I did see for the very first time in my life and I was like, <gasps> a guy who had hair going up his dick, the shaft, it was hairy. It was a hairy shaft. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> what? Is he fully human? I don't know. <laughs> I have seen a lot of dicks. <laughs> Sometimes there's like, I'm like, oh, like, there's no way. Like, I was just looking going, no fucking way. Like the hair. I didn't see it in person. These are pictures. Guys love right. dicks. I don't want dick pics, but they just love to send me dick pics. You know how that is. Guys are so proud of their penis. They're so proud of it. But <laughs> I get this picture. I'm like, uh, is that hair? It is literally, and it's not, it's long. It's the kind that would get trapped. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm actually glad he sent that in advance. So then I can block him and not have yeah. to like actually see it in person. Thank you. I know. I think you should have a little, a primer, uh, a little side book, a primer for men, like how to get that area suck worthy like how do we get this to where my woman right from the male perspective that's to come that's to come <laughs> i don't think that men are being told this like somehow they're just not getting the right information because we don't want yeah if we're gonna go there and give it our all we want a nice setup <laughs> i mean some women don't care but i do so but some women don't care. They'll do whatever. They'll have hair coming. They'll grow a beard. They don't care, you know? But I just, I'm very, I'm very type A. I am. I would say that some women are maybe not the the women that are going to be buying your books and using your TikTok. <laughs> and those are, the, that's, those are the women that those guys want to attract. So they better clean their junk up. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. So we talked about the ball play. Okay. Oh. I think we kind of sort of ventured into this, but somebody asked us, so let's go over it. It's what is your experience with stimulation of the prostate while you're giving head? So the prostate is kind of like the P spot or the G spot for guys, right? So similar to that, the answer I just gave, like, I just don't, I'm not all about eating ass. You don't stick a finger in there. You're not... I don't, no anal plane, no rim jobs, no prostate massages, no oh, no anal penetration, no simulation altogether. This is not my thing. It just is. And it's not even my partner's thing. So it's not like he's missing out on it because he doesn't want That's it either. That's not his thing. Right. And like I said, I don't focus on teaching 
about stimulation of those areas. But if the person you are engaging with enjoys this, in addition to you sucking their dick, I'm sure there are plenty of videos that you can watch and there are toys that you can use in order to do that. And then once you pair that with the volume one and the volume two of the Fisher Blowjob Handbook, you have the perfect chemistry, the perfect setup for everything. And you can get right to it. But that's just not my thing. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I like to, I mean, if a guy is into it, I'll stimulate his prostate. I've actually fisted a guy, which was fair. What? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. Fisted. The whole fist. I mean, your hands don't look that big, but God, they're not that big actually. But I will tell you this, the orgasm it produces is amazing. I understand. I know it's to the point now some guys cannot come until that is stimulated. You can also push, put pressure on the outside too, that space between the balls and the, you know, anus, that right there. You can... What what is that called? I forget what that's called. I forget what it's called. No, I want to say perineum, but I don't want to say the wrong word. Is that it? I don't know. Anyway, that's right Yeah. (laughs) They call it between the taint and the something. I don't know. Right. Just a little pressure there, even like under scooping up the balls and pushing a little bit. Balls are on top, you know, balls are kind of flopping over and you get in there and it's the perineum. That's what it's called. Yeah, that's what it's called. I, I was thinking about Gooch. That's the, the guy version. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so there's my little extra tips. Like you want to throw some zingers in there if your guy's into it. If he's into it, you know, a lot of guys aren't. I've been with plenty of guys that just sort of like, don't go near my ass. And I don't want to necessarily go near anybody's ass, quite frankly. I don't want to eat. I just, for me, Layla, honestly, it's like shit comes out of there. And I I understand pee comes out of the dick. I understand that. Like people are like, well, pee comes. And then, you know, with women, blood comes. Okay. I understand that. But it's like shit and pee. It's just different (laughs) for me. I know. I know. It's just different. And what if they didn't clean their asshole? Like, you know when someone cleaned their dick. Like, you know what I'm saying? Even if it's like, there's like an odor to it or whatever, they can just go and wash it right quick and, you know, wipe it off or whatever. But like with the ass, it's like, how do I know that you got every single nook and cranny and there aren't shit particles that I'm eating around your ass? Like, there's no way. I had a friend on. We did a podcast about eating ass and she's all into it. And I'm just like, I cannot do it that takes a special kind of like mental space my mental space is for sucking dick it's not for eating ass so whoever writes a book about that or gives a demonstration you can let me know your perspective and maybe i'll change my mind but with me it's just a no yeah now so you brought up something really quickly i just i have to ask this that's off the cuff you said something about if his if he hasn't washed or his dick smells i've never had a smelly dick Yeah, my guy knows not to do that shit with me. Like, if he wants me to go ham, like, I'm not, we're not doing musty balls and musty dick. We're not doing that. We're just not. That's like a complete turnoff. Yeah, you're not working all day and I'm going to just drop and... And even if I tell you, hey, I've been seeing, like, in the first episode, we were talking about sexting and, like, sending videos. And you know you've been, like, leaving that rabbit trail all day with him. yeah. He knows when you're in his presence or when he's in your presence that that's what you want to do. So if I give you time ahead of time to get that right and it's still not right. Get that shit prepared, guys. Get that shit prepared. If she's breadcrumbing you, that means, you know, you know, we all know breadcrumbing you. She's that's honestly for women that can be scarring like that. You can always just go back to that event and be like, ah, like, and then you have to overcome that yourself because if you engage with multiple guys or, you know, you and your partner break up and you have a new partner, like you can always go back to that experience. Like that's, that's scarring. I would say it really is, but I understand there's like a natural smell to it, but that musty straight out the gym, you worked in a factory for 12 hours straight. That smell, (laughs) that's just not what's up at all. Nobody wants the sweaty ball smell. (laughs) That sweaty balls hits different, Layla. Shoot, I understand if you don't get into the right headspace. I I feel you, sis. I feel you. I I feel you, bro. I feel you if you don't get in the headspace and be like, ugh. Not only do I need to get re, you know, positioned, I need you to go to the bathroom, wash up. Trim it. Get, like, yeah. That's important. I know. It is. I don't think guys realize, sometimes I don't think they realize the, the hygiene aspect. And 
Like, please present me with your best. <laughs> Not your all day, 12 hour. I've been working like a man all day. Like, please, let's pretty this up a little bit here. And, and I'm more than happy to, to go to town on it. But yeah, if it looks like if it looks like you don't care about it, I don't care about it either. Well, thank you so much, Hadusa. As usual, you delivered wonderful content. I cannot wait for number three when we dive into, I know that we're right in the middle of it. He's just, we're edging him and edging him and we're, we're using our best techniques. Now we're going to finish him. So, my favorite part. Yes. Oh my God. Me too. Me too. I cannot wait. That I love, like people oh. ask me the question, like, what is your favorite part about engaging with a guy sexually? That's honestly my favorite part. Yeah. That, oh, I love it. it I love up. it. Isn't it re- so rewarding? It's so rewarding. And it's like, I got you. Like, (laughs) you know, it's like, cause some guys can't come from it, which we'll talk about. And it's like, when when you can make a guy come, like that's a vulnerable type of experience that they're sharing with you. And it's like, you passed the test, man. You passed it with flying colors, hopefully. I just want to say it's, I have found it's actually quite common where I've run across. So common. Yeah. I mean, so common guys say they can't come that way or they've never come that way. And so I'm like, well, let me just take that as a personal challenge. Yeah. I, hey. You're about ready to come. So let's get to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm excited for number three, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. And of course, if you want to reach Hadusa, you can reach her at. I am Hadusa. That's H-E-A-D as in door. USA.com and all of my books are there. I have two book series actually. So we're just talking about the official blowjob handbook series right now. I have two volumes in that volume one, volume two. I'm also a webcam performer. So I have that series. It's called the official webcam handbook. I'm on OnlyFans. I do Skype shows with guys like virtual dick sucking sessions, as well as other body parts. And I do those education sessions, the blowjob education sessions. I have clips for sale. I have Pornhub. I'm also on Clubhouse. A lot of my handles when you look me up are at I am A as in Apple, M as in money, Hadusa, H-E-A-D as in door, U-S-A. So that's a lot. If you just type that in, more than likely that's going to be what it is. Now my Instagram is next level head, H-E-A-D, but my website, all of that is comprised there at, again, I am Hadusa. I always tell people just because, you know, some of your handles, you weren't able to keep the same handle everywhere. So I was just like, they're my website. You know, you'll find all my social media links. It sounds like yours are the same, right? They can just, if they want. Yes. Yeah. Go to the website if you want to track her through all her social media uh, and everything that she has to offer. The website's really the best hub for that. Thousand percent. And I just want to say real quick, thank you again, Layla, for just setting all of this up. I super appreciate it. And thank you for giving me and providing me with the space to just authentically share this type of information. Because it's like, I feel like, the way that I've been able to set it up is I just objectively speak about it and it just makes it just super, just comfortable to talk about. Yeah. Thank you. I love just like having conversations. Yeah. So no, I, love I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for your time. And I can't wait for number three. All right, everyone. So in the meantime, if you have questions or comments, please go to my website, curious girl at curiousgirldiaries.com. If you want to leave me a voicemail, you love, I love, you know, I love my voicemails. Just go to the website and click on the tab on the right hand side. Leave a comment about this episode. I'd love to share it with Medusa. And the tab is right on the right hand side. You can't miss it. So send me a voicemail. All right. Mwah. Love you guys. Everyone stay safe. And until next time, bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com, and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.